All subject matter in the preceding podcast is entirely alleged and not admissible in a court of law. A recklessly minimal effort has been taken to change the names and details of any guilty parties. And just in case you bastards get any ideas, the hosts of this podcast are notorious and well-documented liars with no legally admissible credibility. This is Mama C, and you're listening to Notes from the Pin Podcast. Welcome to prison, bitch. And greetings from the prison industrial complex. You're listening to the Notes from the Pen podcast. I am the captain of your ghost ship, Captain Freddie Schnertz. And today, along the boat wake behind me, I have one of our favorite usual suspects. We have a, a usual suspect that we haven't had on in a while because he's been a bad boy. And his name is Blaze. What's up, Blaze? What up, though, Captain Freddie? How you doing today? I'm good, man. It's good to hear your voice again. I'm glad you're back on here. Yeah, it's good to be out. So you've been catching tickets and on LOP for Christ since since November. Uh, for four months, just under four months. Okay, well you're uh, no. you're an overachiever. Yeah, most definitely. I always, you know, anything worth doing is worth doing right. Right, and your mama says you're quite a catch. Oh, yeah. Well, my mama did say I was a catch, but she's changed up in her life. I don't know if she'd quite agree with that sentiment anymore. Yeah, so uh, you've been spending all your time at Chow. You're not allowed in the yard because you've been on an LOP. You're not allowed really on the phones. So you've been doing a bunch of writing. And in a similar parallel somewhat to my own mother, who has, um, you know, all the political you know, division, all the craziness, and all the crazy media, that, and sometimes a little bit older generation isn't so great at discerning what is valid media or and what's, you know, horse shit. And it's a little right. rough on them, and they don't really know what to do. So you've, you're experiencing this with your mother as well, huh? Yeah, I mean, me, like I said, when I was younger, I think I, we talked about this before, she's super cool. She was super cool. She, You know, she popped me out when she was young. So when I'm like five years old, she's 23. We're listening to NWA doing donuts in a fucking Dodge Aspen. You know what I'm saying? It's just super cool. And then as the years progress, she turned into like this weird person with no critical thinking skills and no abstract thought process. You know, so like, and then lately she's been going in on I mean, Like she runs my cash app. Okay. So, like, when people send me money, I have to call her and be like, hey, did you get that? And then, you know, I go and give person their store that they bought. You know, I do a lot of store transfers. Right. So now, her cash app got taken a while back, and I guess they just do this randomly with cash app because they want to know that the money's legit. So all you got to do is just make a complaint and then show them, hey, I have a job, and they'll turn it right back on. Well, no, that's too much for her. So I got my own cash app. Her boyfriend has a cash app. His got shut off. Oh, uh, and now it's like this giant conspiracy. And so she's like, oh, when yours is off, it's done. Uh, what, I don't know what we're doing and this and that. And just being an utter weirdo, she's just not the same person. So, like, just, she, she I don't know. She doesn't really know how life works at I, all. I've, I've, I've been it. hearing about uh, cash apps being um, muted or taken down as almost part of uh, the the campaign to like deplatform different right wingers or different even uh, radical leftists. Uh, do you think that has anything right. to do with it? I mean, not really. For, like, I know a guy over here with he's going to remain unnamed. He had a couple ten twenty thousand dollars in a cash app, and it got shut down. They took his money. Damn. His daddy just dug up like uh, his daddy dug up like two years worth of check stubs and was like, "That's all my money." And they just turned it right back on. So, you know, what doesn't make sense is they'll tell you, oh, you violated cash app rules number six. But when you go look at rule number six, it's you violated cash app rules. <laughs> they don't even tell you. And you can only do send or receive money with cash app. So if that's what cash app's for and that's the only thing you can do, how did I violate anything? Now you want me to vet people that send me money? You know what I'm saying? Right. And the right. crazy thing is about my mom. My mom's boyfriend, he was kind of running his business off that. Now, they didn't end up snatching any money when they shut it off, but, like, if this is the only time you do business, you mean you're going to shut down my store, whatever I might be running out there? No, it's, it's different for me because I sell legal work, uh, 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 you know, legal-minded work, stuff like that, uh, store goods, you know, general advice. 
Yeah, and so, you can like only can, use Cash App? You can't go to Venmo or to one of the other ones? I mean, you, you know, when in Rome, do as the Romans. Everyone has Cash App. No one has Venmo, so I uh, can't be the only one taken. Right, because, it, yeah, they don't ever work out. Well, if they can, so if I'm if I'm some chick and I'm, you know, it's hard to find a job and I'm a 20-year-old girl and I have, like, I want to send nudes, so I'm like, hey, put it, put your money on my Cash App. And I I put I give her like you know two hundred dollars and I want to see some some racy nudes and have her send them to me and she does but then right. but then Cash App is like well we're not sure where Freddie got his money so we're gonna shut your Cash App down twenty year old uh, pretty girl that's sending nudes like that that can happen now yeah yeah they like my mama and her boyfriend are straight laced as hell the both of theirs is gone they just snatched it. And on some hate and shit, she's like, "Oh, it's just a matter of time before they take yours too." When it's dead, when that's done, I'm not doing nothing no more. And that really uh, hurts uh, you. So. Yeah, like because even when I got when I got out, like she helped me a little bit, but like didn't bring me my car, didn't bring me uh, some things I had her order me. We'll leave unnamed. So you know, she I had her order me two gallons of something. She's just left them. You know, then it just, she wasn't very helpful. So now this, and then like what was supposed to be set up for me when I got out the last time, like all hell broke loose just before. So I literally went out there with one Nike sweatsuit, three pairs of shoes. And I just happened to meet my dog on some fluke shit when I went to parole board. Or I didn't go to parole board. I went to my parole officer on the wrong day because I skipped the day before because I couldn't get a ride up there. And I just happened to meet one of my mans that I knew in here, and he was like, what's up? Uh, he asked me if I had some of my accoutrements that I work with out there, and I'm like, bro, that's all I got. He was like, well, call me if you need a ride or anything. So, like, about 45 minutes later, I'm like, yeah, I need a ride somewhere. And when he found out that I ain't got nothing, he went took me to uh, took me to Macy's. He bought me five pairs of Levi's, bought me another pair of shoes, seven shirts, a bunch of boxers. Gave me an ounce of weed, $50, and bought me a carton of cigarettes. And was like, just, he's like, keep your spurs from jangling and jangling. He's like, I'm going to put you something together where you, where you, where you want to be with so you can earn. Just don't do nothing. Don't do nothing. And he took care of me like a bitch for, for fucking two months. But after that, I'm like, bro, I, I don't want to just keep taking, calling you for money and cigarettes, bro. I'm like, I need to get out there and do something. And, you know, then I got out there and started selling dope. You know what I'm saying? So. But, like, I was supposed to have my own place and all this, and I didn't have nothing when I got out. So this time, I'm saving up money in here, and, you know, I'm – and now she wants to chop me off at the ankles. Oh, you have one minute remaining. I got it. That you're you're trying to avoid – You're trying. well, yeah, but that's all right. You can call back. Uh, you're trying yep. to avoid the same scenario that happened before where you had to be dependent – that you got lucky enough to run into one of your dogs, and, and you just – you don't want that, you know, you don't want to have to pray for that same luck and also be dependent on something. Right. Right. That's exactly what I want to do. So, like, now when you talk like that, and then, you know, half of it's because we don't have the same agreement with stuff. So, like, some of the shit she does is is so transparently tit for tat, like, well, if you don't think the way I think, well, then I'll make it, I'll do this, or I'll do that. Oh, petty, you know? petty. Like, super petty. And now, I, I know, I'm sure you heard of people getting, like, unemployment in prison. It's been all over the news, people getting busted, right? Well, the, the, the stimulus is allowed. So, and they put a big notice up here that, yeah, inmates are allowed to get their stimulus. So, I had them get the stimulus. Thank you for using GT. What up, though? What up, though? Now I got you back. Hey, uh, you were discussing, you know? uh, well, overall, the overarching theme here was that, you know, there's other people affected by the prison industrial complex other than just the inmates and that it creates you know drama and turmoil in between uh but you were saying about the stimulus checks well oh yeah so i went to file my stimulus check and all that and i had my mama look into it at first because you know a bunch of people were actually getting unemployment all that so i pulled back on the unemployment because it's illegal and i would never have nothing to do with that but i still got my stimulus which is which is legit. So she stopped doing that, and my girl ended up doing that for me and sent it to my auntie, who went to her bank account. My mama 
at first it's cool, but then she sees the stuff on the news about people are filing fraudulent unemployment and a bunch of other people's names and all that. She blows my aunties up. Oh, yeah, you're going to get busted. Not another stimulus, this and that. So my auntie is scared to death. She's like, oh, my God, what's going on? But my mama legitimately is when I when they put they put up a notice in the law library here that, hey, if you're an inmate, you, you can get the stimulus. That's legit. Yeah, but and then I told Bobby, my mom to go to the. Bob, real quick, Bobby and I discussed that. Uh, we discussed it on the show and, and we think there must be some sort of kickback that goes to the MDOC for for announcing that, because why in the hell else would they want to help you guys out? Oh, uh, maybe well, simply to sell more store. Yeah, that's what I think. If we got the money in our accounts and we spend it here, and right, right, so it goes on. So she looks it up and she's like, "Oh yeah, you're you're, you're legit." And the website they gave you is this like giant law firm in Chicago that says, "Yes, inmates are what's it called?" At first, they were saying that we weren't eligible, but that was because it was the, you know, was it the, the it was a misinterpretation or whatever. But no, inmates are eligible. So after she read all that, and it's been like a month, she freaks Monty out. You know, bless her fucking heart. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do. I'm like, my mama literally knows you're allowed to get it. She's like, well, uh, uh, yes, why didn't she tell me that? I'm like, so when I call my mom, I'm like, why would you do that and have her scared for fucking weeks while I'm on sanction? Well, because, I mean, I, I seen it on the news. I said, you didn't see anything about stimulus on the news. You've seen unemployment. Well, it's the same thing. I'm like, no, it's not the same thing. And she's like, and how would you know? I'm like, they put up a notice in the law library here. Well, they can put up anything they want. I say, the state of Michigan, who runs the law library, who makes sure that laws are followed, does not put up illegal shit to file. It's just not, well, how would I know that? Exactly. So why are you speaking on it? <laughs> My whole point to that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. These are familiar conversations to me. I've had these conversations yeah. with a certain someone. So it's it just frustrating. She, like I said, she doesn't have... So, but me and Chino were speaking on or this, this, what I wrote, it wasn't really written for like, Hey, let me come out here and put on the podcast. It's on my only break while I'm on this stuff is at chow time. So it's like more like a proofread. Hey, check this out. What do you think about this? And you know, he doesn't want to write anything extra, but he'll give me pointers and this and that. And that's pretty much what he kind of wanted me to read and he's and he's a writer so he's a good he's a good source to that and briefly from what i understand you caught a little bit or you gave him a little bit of shit for not being around at chow enough you know you you don't get to see him you don't you don't get any yard time you don't get to spend and uh yeah this this motherfucker you know dipping out on you yeah this selfish prick worried about a goddamn prostrate prostate prostrate (laughs) (laughs) he's worried about both yeah he's worried about both so today's offering was this, which I'm not going to end up sending. And it's, well, okay, it's hold, on, pretty... hold on, hold on. So let me set the table here. You you've had a reading before on the notes from the pen podcast, right. and I, I feel like you knocked it out of the park then. And that was, if I remember, that was like a letter to like the commissar or some the the person that's in charge of. Uh, I don't remember like how many stamps or how much clothes you get. What was it you were? No, doing? it was. It was the uh, the pond. I want us to get a pond here. Remember? Oh, yeah. You could go department. fishing, and you could go ice skating, and you could, yeah, yeah. And oh, the yeah. lady that was in charge of the uh, uh, of handing out the clothes and stuff like that. She was. She's real nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the quartermaster lady. Yeah, well, she's really not quartermaster. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but no, it was to the rec department official. But I said, you know, all the sheets that we turn in, we can, you know. We'll get him out of the quartermaster. You know, she seems nice. Right, right. So, so uh, yeah, I don't know how much more of a You don't need much more of an intro we... for this. Uh, you, so you wrote uh, you wrote a letter to your mama that you're not going to send to her uh, at, because yeah. you've been advised not to. Right, and by two people that I respect. Well, by a bunch of people, but two people I respect being Bobby and Monty. So I'm not going to, but today's offering... You know, as we're standing in line, I'm reading this to him and with the shock and awe of people that are ear hustling right. around me, like, who, who are you sending that to? So, all right, here we go. This is just, and plus, this isn't even the whole thing. This is just going to be like my running thoughts in the midst of a letter. So it wasn't like that's how the letter started. It was going to be somewhere in there. I was, you know, what I'm saying. So 
You're just a terrible mother, daughter, and sister, at least from my experience. Jesus. You're just not good at it, and you're disloyal to all but whatever your current dick you're sitting on. And I can't ask you to be more than you're capable of, so I got to just live with it and accept it like Lori and Granny do and did. You're just not a good person and selfish parasite and pariah and won't do the same for others what they do for you. You work strictly off selfishness and emotions, and when someone tells you the truth to something you don't like, you shut them out or off, putting your fingers in your ears, and in essence, chanting, I'm not listening, I can't hear you. And then you get some super petty and vindictive shit and say you're not going to do this or that for the person and try and go tip for cat. We won't even speak on you being a total hypocrite because that's a whole nother monster you surely can't tame. But I'll say this, boy, you sure do live by some real double standard type shit that involve a lot of selfishness and being utterly self-serving. And then later on, uh, this is later, even though I thought we were going to send it, I just wanted to put my thoughts on there. I've noticed throughout her whole life, her all her statements start with, well, Jim said this, or Johnny said this, or whoever, which are her boyfriends. So I said, uh, your whole life was Jim said this, or Wes said that, or, well, Johnny did this. Don't you have your own thoughts, common sense, or reasoning? Your critical abstract thinking skills are just non-existent. And then and added fucking, oh, I was like, Trump's your order should be killed off. They're an evolutionary dead end, just above lemurs, proto-simians. Jesus, that? that's a bit much. That's that's going down uh, the road of eugenics that I don't know if we're prepared for. But yeah, I think God you got. I think you got solid advice from your auntie and from Bobby. Maybe that's one you just you know you couch that one. You just leave that one in the upper dresser drawer. I just what it really comes to is because Bobby actually helped me get these thoughts out. It's as I'm actually worried about her, but I'm, I don't know how to go about it anymore. Like, nothing works. Like, when I try to have a heart-to-heart or a, however, like, I'm not good at all touchy-feely shit, you know what I'm saying? All right. But, like, it's like she can't hear nothing. And what would, in her mind, how I feel is, well, he's my son. What would he know about anything? I, I would know before he does. But truly, her whole life is just a giant clusterfuck. She's joined uh, pyramid schemes. Won't admit it, though. Well, not admit that it's a pyramid scheme. Oh, pyramid schemes are illegal. <laughs> That's what you heard all day. It's called uh, horizontal marketing or some other weird shit. I'm like, whatever. It's an inverted funnel plot. It's what it is. What, what, what was she? What was she uh, hawking? What was her wares? Oh my god! At first, it was these fucking pills. That was years ago. Like these weird uh, and some pills, and then recently, it was some other uh, make you feel good shit. Some superfood. Like, some uh, blueberries from. Some pill with a bunch of concentrate yeah. from blueberries from some parts of Alaska unknown. Yeah, just, just yeah, something like that. It was just, yeah, health shit both times. A long time ago was some pills that Robert Wagner was pushing. You know, he killed Natalie Wood. Like, I'm going to fucking believe him. <laughs> right. And then fucking now at this time, she's like, and then here's the crazy part is, she chased all my friends away on Facebook. Bless her heart, because she's trying, you know what I'm saying? But, like, she chased all my friends away, sweating them to try to join this fucking funnel plot. Oh, right. You know what I'm saying? And then she gets Superman when I call it a, what's it called? Uh, uh, a pyramid scheme. And she's like, no, it's called this, and pyramid schemes are illegal. Yeah, but if it's the same setup, whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like basalts uh, uh, are. Yeah, okay, basalts are fucking... Not so for human consumption, but, you know, and it's not illegal. But come on, it's, just, you, it's the same thing because you fucking found out a loophole to get around some kind of white-collar crime and push your fucking shabby products off on people. Right, it's not called so a pyramid just, scheme, so clearly it can't be. Duh, Blake. Right. Yeah, that's the, that's the, that's the thing. Science, so. so you said you you also uh, we have a lot of fun with this uh, whole QAnon uh, occurrence oh, on the pro- pro- program. Did you did did Bobby mention? I think he said something to me that you were a little upset that she was starting to be part of the Q. Hey, it seems like it. It seems. I think she. I mean, I haven't flat. I, I don't even reach those subjects anymore because then she'll like try to lay out her side of the. You know, like the day that Trump lost the election. I posed a question that turned into a giant fireball that I never wanted. I was like, damn, you know, that's pretty crazy. Cause I thought like in my mind, she was still normal. Like, I can't believe they're saying that Biden stole the election, but she was like, yeah, he did. And I've seen all these videos and I'm watching this and that and, and this and like, all right, well, you know, they'll, they'll, if that's what you're saying, I, I can't tell you that you haven't watched that. 
Are you, right, you, are know, you familiar, you since you're on the inside, are you familiar with the lawyers Lynn Wood and Sidney Powell? Uh, why do I know Sidney Powell's name? But she, no, I'm she, not familiar with their both, work. Both of them are lawyers that used to be affiliated with the Trump campaign, and then they kind of, on their own, were no longer uh, a part of the Trump team, but really pushed very hard to stop the steal. And they're the ones that got together and filed all the injunctions or the motions in Arizona, Michigan, uh, Georgia, you know, all the, like the 60 lawsuits or whatever. You you probably saw Sidney Powell on CNN where I think she was in Michigan and she was very combative to the judge and like being like oh, just a whacker, just a, just shot out of a cannon. And th- this is like the stuff my mom reads and she's like, oh no, Jeremy, oh no, no, those are pop, 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 pop. I just, I, you know, yeah, no, I didn't see that, but like, I've, I've read the case law myself. You know what I'm saying? It's just common sense. Like, me and Bobby talk about this all the time. If, if, this, if I'm not going to say there wasn't some fraudulent going on. There's probably 20, right. 30,000 votes right. both ways, you know, but right. like, we're talking about microscopic amounts. So, yeah, those videos you watch, yeah, maybe it was one person. You know what I'm saying? But I've read the case law, and, it was just gibberish. I can file anything I want. I can, it's, it's so hard. Anyways, but what I was saying was me and Bobby have talked about the case that uh, if if Trump stole the election, then how come all the other Republicans pretty much won? You know, just everyone versus Trump. It, it common sense. Yeah, then you can't walk. It's, it's upsetting that you can't, you know, A, Goes to B, goes to C, but no, not with these people. A goes to, you know, an, an Egyptian fucking hieroglyph for water. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. No, I know exactly what you're saying. It, it gets it gets batty real quick. And then, like I said, I'm sad because it's my mama. And then, like, I'm sitting here with, like, mouth slightly agape, you know, palms smacking the, on my head. I'm like, you can't be serious. Like, this is sad. Yeah, but at the same time, you rely on her for certain things, and now yeah, yeah. all these different things that are occurring are making her less apt to be able to help you out. And it, not that, I mean, normally you would just help yourself out, but clearly you're locked up, so you need somebody on the outside right. doing something. Yeah, like, normally, see, my auntie has no problem doing it, but she can't just pick up at my, you know, I might call my mom at 10 times in 20 minutes. Because I might go, oh, here, oh, I just got this rid of this transfer. Let me call, you know, yeah, yeah, $50. Okay. All right, well, let me go see this. Or, you know, hey, a dude said he sent this. So, you know, Monty can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So. Yeah, this is, uh, well, that's difficult, man. It looks like. You have one minute remaining. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it was great having you on the program, Blaze, even though it uh, sounds like. You're not in the greatest spot, but uh, hopefully you can get off LOP sometime this month and uh, come back on the program. You said you're going to be off LOP here in a couple days. Well, you got to go back on for three or four days or a week or something. Then you're going to be off for a couple days, and you got to be heard on a couple others. So maybe in that right. little, that little window that you're that you're back out and you're allowed to spin and go out to yard and stuff, uh, hit me hit me back. We'll coordinate with Bobby. All right, all right, definitely. And all to all the viewers out there and everyone, you know. Keep it real, I guess. Be easy. And uh, I'll i try to call here on my little window. Yeah. All right, Captain Freddy? Yeah, definitely do. And uh, tell, tell Bobby to call me back, and we'll discuss uh, what's going on. All right. All right, dog. Take care. Yeah, you too. All right, man. All right. Yeah. Hey. What up, doe? What up, doe? What up, I miss that fucker, man. He, uh, he, he. Yeah, yeah, you you, uh, you could be accused of talking uh, pretty fast. You ain't got shit on oh, no, him. He oh, he's he, no, he he's got a uh, like he's speaking Spanish. The rhythm he keeps in English. Him and the him and the twenty three year old. Um, some of our uh, overseas listeners might have to slow that one down. You know, but uh, yeah, I I miss him too. And uh, you know, I realized last night was his first day, like fully off, right? So I only catch him during his bugged out moment. Um, during chow, right? And in those moments, he's trying to pack 24 hours of ideas, thoughts, comments into what turns out to be 15 to 20 minutes of chow. So he's got a whole 
kill a bitch for me. Oh, Jesus. And he literally will read them off. He's like, oh, he's like, oh okay. Uh, Fight Club was on last night. Do you remember this scene? Blah, blah, blah. He's like, he goes, he's bugged out. He's been spent most of his life in prison. You know what I mean? And that shit gets a bit heavy. That shit he read you today wasn't anything special. It just happens to be he's off today. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Let's just give the viewers an insight into what um, old Bobby C goes through during chow every time. So picture me with my hands in my pocket, standing in a chow line, listening to this, reading it just how he fucking read it to you, right? And uh, so that's you, and I've been getting kind not sick of him, but it's a lot when that's like your only interactions with him through the day. You know, he's so worked up and pissed off, you know? And he, had, um, he has nothing but time to stew on it because he can't go out in the yard and get any of his... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any of his so last night, I, we actually... We got to come and spin. Now, I got mad at him because we spun three laps and they stopped four times. He's the goddamn mayor of Shitville. Which, Talk, talking to you know, When he says it later, he's like, yeah, exactly. He's like, I'm the, I'm the mayor. I'm like, hey, you're pretty proud of being a mayor of fucking Shitville. Like, I wouldn't be proud of that. Anyways, by the fourth time, he stopped talking to him and I just go inside. I'm like, I'm not going to be part of this. I stopped three times. That's it. So I came out. He, you know, I was in for the night last night and, and I hear someone yelling my name. I look down four stories down. He's standing out there with his arms up. What's what? I'm like, oh, you, I'm like in my sweats and shit. I'm not going on. I'm like, what, what? Well, I'm done with everything now. And I'm, I've already made up my mind. I'm not going out. But I see a stupid face down there like a puppy dog. I'm like, ah, God damn it. All right. Come out, spin with them, and re- remember why I fell in love with the girl. You know what I mean? I love them. It's just those little moments when everything's compact, compacted in. It's fucking a bit much. And he's the smartest guy I know that has the least wisdom for being smart. <laughs> smart, but he has no wisdom. I told him that yesterday. I get the smartest guy that, that I know that has absolutely no wisdom. You know what I mean? He's mad about it. And rightfully, I mean, he's fucking been through a lot, you know? And I have to tell him in ways, like, you're not, first of all, you're not, uh, one of the, our homeboys behind Future's like, if you ever, if you read that to your mom, I'm never calling her for you again. Now, I don't say anything because I know he's just going to push back against that. So I tell him later, I go, what's your goal with this? And he's like, well, to, to like open her eyes. I said, well, if it's to open her eyes, you already know that's not going to do anything. People shut down when you do. And, you know, and then he was like, yeah, you're right. Well, you know, I gave him another way and, and couched it in the fact that like, he really want to hurt her feelings, which wasn't my goal. I'm like, you say it real compassionately. Like you miss the way she used to be. and You're worried about her. And, you know, and then he's like, yeah, you're right. And I'm like, cause you're, it's, it, which was me just getting him to admit that your goal is not to change her, your goal is to be mean to her. And he finally did. And I was like, so then I'm not going to take, whatever. I'm not a saint. But, I, you know, I tell him, like, reel it in a bit. Anyways, that's, uh, that's just a run-of-the-mill thing. That wasn't something he had prepared. Or I didn't say, go get the one from the other day that was real heck. It just happened an hour ago. I just was standing in line. <laughs> but this isn't his so, top-shelf uh, uh, product. This is just every day walking around product this is today yeah this is what i had to listen to today <laughs> and it's here how it starts out i forgot how it started out and when he got to reading i was standing next to him i started laughing it's just uh, you're you're a terrible mom <laughs> like all right okay you're a pariah all right <laughs> yeah that's my guy though you know you to a, to an extent you accept these bro- broken people for who they are because i'm a broken person you know, put myself back together, but probably better to than the other. Can, I guess. Probably better. You put yourself back together a little bit better than probably other people on this podcast. And I am looking in the mirror when I say that. Yeah, prisons taught me like uh, if you fuck with someone, you don't have to support everything they do, but you, you take them as they come. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's a good way of looking at it. But, were you were you standing there next yeah, to the we, phone when he uh when he was reading? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you did get to hear the whole conversation. Yeah, for context and everything. Yeah, I asked him. I said, "Listen, sometimes when you guys stand around, it adds another layer, and it, I think it kind of knocks me off my square." He's like, "No, I don't give a shit." So I just did it the whole time. I wasn't intently listening the whole time, but just so I'd have a little context, you didn't have to explain everything to me if we were going to do like a little post show or a post interview. Yeah, well, that's what I wanted to do because we do plenty of. Uh, or it seems like lately we've had Marshall and Jen, and not a, not a whole lot of Bobby on here. And um, yeah, I didn't want to make it the entire Blaze show. Well, I don't. You know, I don't have this. 
as long as it serves our little format of, you know, there was a big part of them we were sitting there because we had to wait for you to go to the beer store and shower and do all this stuff. And I said, what's up? You're going to be on today? He said, yeah, I'll be on. I said, well, we want you to read the thing. And he's like, well, I don't want to. I just talked to my auntie and she said, don't. And then I'm not going to say that. And, and I said, all right, well, and I told him the Stanhope sucking his own dick story and I, <laughs> last night. And then I stole your line of like legend, you know? Right. And so we're sitting there and I go, yeah, well, I can't remember what I said. We're sitting on a, on a bench with our feet up against the, like real close to the fence with our feet against the fence because it's sunny out, just kicking it, waiting to be able to call you. And I go, yeah, well, this show ain't for the, the, ta- uh, the tame of art. I was like, you know, this I said, this is why uh, only the real ones try to suck their dicks on stage. <laughs> and he's sitting there and he's like, we say a couple of things in a few minutes later. He goes, you know what, fuck it, warts and all. Like, <laughs> you know? All there right. You go. That a boy. This ain't, yeah, this ain't, be scared if you want to, but do it somewhere else. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I did have to give him a talk and, and say, hey, don't rant on the institution too hard right now. Like, don't be, because you've been going through some shit I know. But let's not draw that heat right now. So he's like, all right. And, uh, yeah, he, good to hear from He gave us a dusting of that, but it was enough to, you know, get the point and understand the frustration. And also understand the... I mean, it's also got to be frustrating for those on the outside for him, just like it is for, I'm sure, every inmate. Oh, you know, God. there's got to be times where even Mama C is like, okay, I'll do this, but I really wanted to go to the store, or I really wanted to, you know, whatever it is, you know. And she's a saint. Well, he, he, takes, so. he likes to take, well, you're absolutely right, and, I, and I'm fully aware of that. Now, he likes, now, I tell him all the time, because you know one of my models in life is like, stop assuming you got shit coming. You know what I mean? Life doesn't owe you shit. You think you do, but that's why you're let down a lot of times and you're fu- your head over heels with shit. You know, uh, right, appreciate get what out you over your skis, if you say. Yeah, and don't expect. Nothing's guaranteed. Nothing's owed to you. And he takes a quote from Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, the old Sidney Poitier movie back in the day, to where I guess Sidney Poitier says something like, you're wrong. The moment you the moment you had me, you owe me, for the, you owe, you owe me everything you can do for me for the rest of my life. And I was like, that's bullshit. She owes you maximum till you're 18. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think he likes the idea that he has that quote in his back pocket and it's become his philosophy more than the other way around. You know, um, and a lot, ironically, a lot of the shit he's saying to his mom in there applies to him. You know, everything you do is self-serving and you're selfish. <laughs> like, in the future, I listen to him read it and we're like giving each other side eyes like, is this therapy session? Is, he <laughs> is this classic projection? <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah, yeah, he's just smarter than she is. But uh, and he wants to berate her. Yeah, just can't wait. And he's and he's decent. At it. Now, what he didn't tell you is he comes out and he kind of says he goes. He doesn't really add stuff. He'll come out and give me full letters, front and back pages, and go. I need like help me with this. Like take some note. Like switch. And I'm like, fuck you. Like he can get most people. I'll just tell him no. I'm like, absolutely not. He's like, come on, you're a writer. Help. And so he was filing this legal thing, and I and I helped him with ways to phrase stuff. But shit like that, he knows better now. Like he'll fold it up and stand there and look at me, and like kind of like waiting for me to go. Do you want me to take notes and switch? Be like, yeah, yeah, could you? But I don't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll go. I'm not. No, no. Like if it, we can't fit this into, because he has tons of people work for him. The Nine Finger Mexican was just doing shit for him all day, every day. I'm just like, you got this relationship mistaken. That's not me. You find someone else to do this shit. I got other stuff going on. I said, you want to ride my coattails? I got to have, I got to stitch together a couple coattails worthy of rides. <laughs> and they don't involve running goddamn errands for you. So he's all, you know, he's pretty much given up on that. And he, I, you kind of hear in his voice, he's like, yeah, he doesn't write anymore, but he'll give me advice. Just <laughs> like our happy medium. I'm like, go ahead. Let's hear it. I wouldn't do this. I would do that. Whatever. What's your problem? Why are you being such a prick? Uh, give him credit he didn't he didn't pour me when he said it he was more like oh yeah but chino don't don't do that he uh you know he just gives me yeah yeah Yeah, no no and i'm i'm thinking i'm sure the the viewers are thinking too well it's probably because you asked him to do it too many times and you're a pain in the ass yeah well see i don't even let him get down like that like i just one of the things one of the things people haven't learned in prison and in life in general, for sure, but prison really helps you with this. You know, like people ask you to do shit and it's hard to say no. And you're like, sure. Oh, all right. 
you're pretty good at saying no. I've become a fucking master at it, where I don't even have any, like, guilt about it, where I just, it's math to me. Like, no, no, because I, the other option is me being secretly resentful for you. Like, I'm like, oh, I don't do it, and then I'm secretly resentful towards you, or I do it halfway. And so I don't, you don't get, I don't get the response you would be worried of that usually guilts people into doing it. Like, well, you're a prude. I might get that sometimes, but they can't, no one ever is mad at me because I just tell them how it is. I'm like, nah, not going to do that. That's not me. Find someone else. Because prison, I mean, there you'd be doing shit, the nine fingers doing shit all day long for people because he, he doesn't, he'll be mad about it, but he'll go fucking do it. And I just, Every, I used to be kind of like that, but I, I reached a point where I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. Nope. Yeah, hey, can I borrow that? Nope. Toro craves acceptance, so if you were to task him with something, he's you know, going to do it whether he wants to do it or not. And then he might even be mad and, like you said, resentful at the end. That's a terrible way to be. But, I, you know, I can, I can understand knowing Toro's background. I, I can, I, you know, I get it. There's a part of him that also kind of likes it, be like, this is his thing. He goes, I'm Mexican. I don't, I'm not good at thinking for myself, but if you tell me what to do, I'll go do it. <laughs> that's like his thing. Jesus. And, um, <laughs> hey, look, I'm not saying it. That's what the guy said. He's Mexican. You know, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but he's got a confliction with it because people will abuse it with him. The point is that you got to just know where to, what your time's worth and where to draw the line. And, I was a, I'm I've all I'm always prepared for people to be like here. Gino's a prick, which is fine. Go ahead. that's all good. But it it turns out not to be that way as much when you're just up front with people like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. I can do this if you want me to. I'll do this, but I'm not. Nope. And so Blaze would be trying to find people. Oh, when the nine finger left, it's panic mode. He's like, who who doesn't even ask me? He already knows. You know what I mean? He'll he'll complain about it in front of me and like kind of throwing that line out there, but completely not expecting me to bite. You know, you know what I mean? He's just practicing his cast. He's not really expecting the real thing. But, uh, but yeah, last night, just being able to spin with him reminded me of why we fell in love in the first place. You know, he's a contemporary who I can uh, talk to about weird, funny shit and weird references. He's a social butterfly, which I don't like, but I love that he is, but I don't like when he's flapping his goddamn wings around all the time. When you're around, it's fine when you're not there. Yeah, yeah, go do whatever. But when when dad's around, you just you just sit on my shoulder. Stop flapping around, goddammit. How much more time does he have left? Is he on like the you and Joe schedule? He's, he's earlier. He's trying to get back, and now he's like trying to be a positive little fucking puppy by saying, "Well, I caught all these substance abuse and shit, so uh, that's probably good because uh, I'll probably get flopped a couple times." You have one minute remaining and get out closer to when you get out because if i get out too early i'll probably come back in here before you get out <laughs> memory has got one more bit <laughs> right right he's not retired yet idiot. yeah well he mentioned uh, you know yeah i was out uh, selling dope and uh blah 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 and i'm thinking to myself oh he doesn't know that that's a bad idea yeah he's uh resigned to the fact you know of what he's gonna do I mean, I'll give him that. He's, he's not lying to himself like most of these guys, which is why I don't try to convince him otherwise, because he at least is aware and he's made his decision. What's up? Do I need to hit you back or we can play in the outro? No, hit me back and we'll play the outro and we'll be done with it. All right. Give me five. You got it. All right. uh, <laughs> what? Is this Blaze? <laughs> I, uh... Just been eating just spoonfuls of uh, mozzarella cheese. That's what's been going down the last couple of days. Real solid, fucking dumped. Hmm. Weird flex, but uh, I remember when you got hit in the hand with uh, hmm. the queso. Yeah. No refrigeration. It's a real. Uh, oh right, a little dicey. Time's a real factor. Yeah. I live, a, I live a reckless life, you know. I've, I've left some things behind, not everything. <laughs> <laughs> like provolone, for instance. <laughs> Mozzarella. So, yeah, the, I'm, I, I'm fine with uh, the usual being on there. You know what I mean? Because uh, you're, the, you're, the, you're the through line, you know? 
Oh, I dig it. And I like Blaze, so it's easy for me. I did get to talk to Nick and um and Joey fuck around yesterday. Oh good. How are you doing? All right? Yeah, seem to be. Uh Joe Joe calls me. We basically talk football and just regular shoot the shit stuff, but uh he calls me and instead you know, I'm like uh Hey, what's up, herps, herps, herps? He goes, hammered. <laughs> now, meanwhile, I'm not thick-tongued at all, so it's, I, you know, I haven't yeah. even started drinking, and I'm like, okay, I got you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've been wanting to do that, too. I've been wanting to do that, too. Hammered. Just get on there, let you know, and then get to shooting off the mouth. <laughs> I mean, it's so much better where he's at, man. It's so much better where he's at. You can get lit the fuck up, and no one's that. You know, as long as you're not causing a problem, you're good. Right. Uh, he said there is getting ready to be a problem with uh, one of the hooks in there. The guy's, uh, he says he's got Napoleon syndrome and shakes him down every time he sees him and just is a real asshole. And uh, Joe, <laughs> you could, like, you could tell Joey fuck around was telling me so he could come off of, you know, come out of his mouth to, like, build his own confidence? Like, fuck that guy. I'm, and I'm like, he's going to tase you, bro. What are you, you, you going to do? Well, I'm going to tell him. I'm going to tell him, fuck that shit, you know? And I'm like, you're going to get LOP. He's like, and it'll be worth it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right. I, I can't. I can't, uh, I can't talk to well, you. Forever love. Forever love that shit. And Nick was doing good? Yeah, I only got to talk to him for briefly, and then he was supposed to call me back and never did, so I didn't get any, you know, I, I wanted to record with him, but, it, you know, he didn't, he didn't call back. You know, I was thinking about talking to Big Rob, having you setting something up where you can talk to Big Rob. Now, that's going to be a Patreon episode, depending on I need to go back and forth with him a little bit. H-Man Rob? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm aware. Yeah, that's a... I'm all for it. I bet he's got some awesome. He's a lifer, so he's got some awesome tales. You got to have him. I wonder if he'll tell you this. There's a story of him getting called out of this already. Well, no one knows his name yet. Comes out, and there's three people of a fraternity. He's a big motherfucker. He's like six seven. Whoa, like, I didn't kidding, know that. Though, not like he's a big fucking dude, and uh, cat it like like every inch of them's tatted except his neck and face but everything else completely cut and uh he ends up coming out and KO and the, they got knives KO and the first guy takes the knife uh, the other one instantly runs and then he gets he gets another one on and he just stabs the fuck out of him until the, this whole thing happens where um you know the, the gun tower sees them and shit but he fucking dips off gets back to his cell and can flush his fucking shirt and hide the thing and all this shit and uh, puncture the kid's lungs. And uh, they were trying to they were trying to kill him, though, you know what I mean? But he's a big fucker. And, uh, and they sent three of them over it, to get his ass. Sent three of them. KO'd the first one, flatlined him. The other one took off. He took the knife from, from the one he knocked out and uh, was like full mount on him, just poking holes in him. And uh, where... Later, when he was in the hole, the CO in the gun tower was like, found him. It was like, I ain't never seen no shit like that in my whole, in my whole fucking prison career. He's like, holy fuck. But they never found a knife or anything. Right? So he's good on that. Um, as far as like, and they don't charge people doing natural life sentences with new cases like that. They just are like, they're already doing life on that charge. You know what I mean? And yeah, so, uh, this dude's so interesting. This is a dude that had a half a pound of, uh, of uh, smoke in Alleg- this cell, allegedly. allegedly. Yeah, yeah, and uh, well, nobody knew who how, how it got he, there. They lost chain of com- uh, chain yeah. of custody. And and then he sees the guy he poked holes though that they had to he had to sit in the hospital for a while. Sees him at another joint, right? The dude immediately locks up. You know what I'm saying? But his fraternity brothers had heard like he was there long enough to tell them. But he sees because he had already been there, and then he saw him. Rob and he locked up. He's like, I'm gone. And so they had already known about it, you know, it must have been before he actually took the trip. And they come to him, they're like, listen, man, they should have never done that. Basically, we don't want no smoke. We're good with you. He's like, all right, cool. 
<laughs> that's like when you talk to him, he doesn't talk tough or anything. He's like, all right, that's fine. Like real, like pro, like how you would expect a white person to talk. You know, he's not like or or even like hey, what's, he's just like okay. <laughs> like it's it's even scarier that he's like that he's like so calm always. Oh, okay. Have you tried We're the good. cheesecake? Um, <laughs> they listen. Here's another one, real quick. They uh, he gets to Kinross the first time. This is you know he'd only been down like ten years, and uh, he made it down to level two. And he it's cube setting. Now this is where we were at, but this is the first time, he, and he's calmed down since then. So he gets there. He goes, I'm not getting. I'm not staying in the cube setting. So. And I know this happened because the CEOs had talked about it. This is like six years earlier. He gets there and goes, I'm not, because you have to wait in the visiting room before they have a spot for you and then they take the shackles off and then you go to your, wherever you're going. There's like six other guys in there. And he goes, hey, if you guys want to get out now, get out now because I'm about to barricade this door shut because I ain't fucking leaving. I ain't blocking here. And they're like, what? So some left and then some stayed. So he drags over uh, tables and shit and barricades the fucking himself in there for three days. <laughs> three days. Three days. For three fucking days, where they're like sliding food in, he uh, uh, so the other people can eat and shit. He can eat. And he's like, he just stays up and, until and they're like, you're gonna have to come out. And he's like, I'm not coming out. Come out when when I'm if I'm going somewhere else, which he obviously is after this. So he goes to he goes to the hole and then he's in level five, but it worked. Oh, they put him in, he's been at Supermax? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's done level five. I know he went to the, he went to lay down. He might have went to the hole, which is worse than level five. Um, and then they popped him out somewhere else. But yeah, was in there for like, I believe, you you talked to him, up, I'm sure I'll tell you, three days. And then uh, when he came back, they're like, we're not going to have a problem, right? He's like, no, nah, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Damn. legend. Yeah, th- yeah, this dude. Yeah, I got to get him on here. Now, he, me and him also, he's paying for his own fucking college shit. He wants to get his master's left. I think he's working on his bachelor's now. All correspondence pays for everything himself. From a good family out west, out in Cali, but me and him talking about, you know, we read the same books together, Stephen Pinker, Siddhartha by Herman Hess, and then we talk about it. And, on some real intellectual shit is where we bond and gardens next to each other, you know, and uh, him and Joe don't like each other. <laughs> well, it's mainly Rob, big Rob don't like Joe because he, he considers Joe a dope thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, Joe is, God, we yeah, and Rob don't fuck with that. And I get that. Yeah. So I'm in the middle because I love both of them. You know what I mean? But, uh, but, yeah, he's a character. Joey fuck around is a risk for uh, someone like Rob. Yeah. So he don't he don't yeah, fuck yeah. with them. Makes sense. Hey, but yeah, he before we do the um, outro, it looks like you got uh, about five more minutes. Uh, you got time for one listener question from uh, AB? Let's go. Always do. What does count time look like? If someone's off in the bathroom or something and doesn't get back in time, what happens? How often do they do count time per day? Okay, so if you're somewhere where your bathroom isn't in your cell, which is like how a cube setting is, you, know, you get a major out of place, class two ticket. Um, you can catch a major out of place just for not being on your phone during count time. But count time goes like this. They have some through the middle of the night. But you wake up, you go to yard. Now, it's a slightly different at each joint, but the amount of count times are, I believe, the same. Yeah, they were the same in level four. Um, so around 10.30 from around 9.30 to 11. So I'll just give you this time, and they might vary within an hour. So ours is here at 10.45. So we come out. They open day room and shit up at, like, base or whatever at 8. So you can go run around, make your calls. You know, I call you in the morning a lot of times. Yeah. And then it's count time, 10.45. You go lock down. They count you. You have to stay in your cell until chow time, and then they call you for chow, and then when you come back, you can be out. And then there's count time at... Uh, 3.45. Three uh, next count time, you sit in there and come back out around 5 after, after dinner. And then the last one is 8.45. And then they'll do count sometimes. Like, they'll do count through the middle of the night. But they just do round constantly in the middle of the night anyway, so you can't tell. So usually they'll do, at other joints, they'll turn your little emergency or uh, security light on in your cell. And so it'll be uh, two or three times during the night. And that's basically 
your day is broken up and it kind of makes your days go by fast because you come out here you kick it for an hour or two and you're like fuck count time and you got to go back and write or kick bobos with uh, the neighbor kid all that shit so yeah all right well she also has one follow-up uh she wants to know uh in the past she's heard these emergency count these quote emergency count sirens uh, what's what's the reason for that? What's going on with those? Basically, like drills, like they're running through drills. Like they want to make sure that when there's an emergency count, they can lock everyone down, make sure the system works, figure out how long it takes to get the count. They're kind of they're running themselves through a drill. You know what I mean? Now there are some when they blow, uh, we'll say like, man, I'll make them blow this bitch, which means like I'm going to be so violent with you. Like I'm going to fuck you up so bad like when big rob was doing those guys like that that's oh. like when they'll or especially if there's gang there's gang shit they'll blow the emergency and like okay everyone's on lockdown when shit's really going down you know what i mean yeah they got uh, a, a whole the most unit part, is going crazy or there's some serious and everybody's got to be on lockdown so they can take care of that yeah now they usually do emergencies once a month but a lot of joints don't they do them like once every couple months here they do them all the fucking time, which it's a level one. It's like, no one's trying to fucking escape from here. Everyone's on the verge of going home. But they do it, and it's a, it's another little way to, I don't know. Like, you just, we just look at it like, God damn it. So the two hours we had, now we've got 30 minutes. And now, and, and it takes a while because no one, the kitchen workers and shit can't go outside and can't leave until emergency count's cleared. So everything's backed up for that day. Uh, child's extra late yards that you know what i mean count the regular count times don't get pushed back so you just get less of everything so that's why it's like a bummer when you're like fuck count time? all right god damn it today's gonna suck it's like they're pulling a fire drill in elementary school yep. while you're at recess you're like come on why now we gotta we do actually, this now we actually have fire drills and this is the joint that does more fire drills than i've ever had and but the last spot where joey's at they'll do um Five in the morning, but I'll tell you the day before. They're like, well, "We got emergency. We got." They'll write it on like one of the whiteboards. Like, "We yeah, uh, fire alarm, five thirty a.m." You're like, "God damn, why fucking five And then everyone's got to come outside, right? And you're always mad at us because you can't go back in until everyone comes out and they mark how long it took. So, like, there's always some prick at the end. You're like, "Motherfucker, what are you?" And then there's you're know, like, "Okay, that's the last guy." And then we don't go in. We're like, "There's still what?" And then another idiot. Comes. You're like, "What?" So someone, we're having, we're throwing him a fucking soap party. We're gonna fucking wail on him later. Oh, because uh, he's they do, they do it here when they're yeah, because we're standing outside and fucking negative nineteen degrees. You have one minute remaining in the Upper Peninsula because you can't figure out the god that we got a fire alarm that you were warned about that what you were told. We were warned about you old bastard. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know. Here if they do them during during. Are you ready for a little bit of a outro? Get the fuck on. To learn more about Bobby and prison reform, go to notesfromthepen.com. This has been another Notes from the Pen production. And we are gone. We gone.